Well, the distinguished Australian historian professor sought answers about her Dutch family's role. This was during World War II. Now, Grace has been haunted by the rumour that her father's brother was a member of the notorious SS, the elite infamous guard of the Nazi Reich. And I'm very pleased to say she joins us, but you can see her story on SBS this Thursday evening at 7.30. Good afternoon to you, Grace. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, good afternoon, Jenny, and it's a great pleasure. Grace, how is the experience for you? You know, television, exposing your family and that sort of thing. Um, it was something I thought about, but it's something we've all in my family wondered about for for years because my dad couldn't really talk about his war experience. He was in the Dutch resistance, um, but he had such a terrible time that he could never talk about it. And so there were these secrets in our family that as a child you're so self-absorbed you don't notice them but of yeah. course I'm a historian and as you get older yeah. it becomes larger and larger. Well being an acknowledged leading Australian historian it seems a likely path for you to have taken to research your family's past like this so yeah. but, but um, you travelled with it you, you, you were followed by cameras you were revealing your story and tell us it was about his brother wasn't it? It's about the both of them. Okay. The, the, the strange mystery and secret was that my father was in the resistance, came from a resistance family, and his brother, who was the next oldest one to him, joined the SS. Whoa. Yes, that's correct. And we knew that, but I, the, the question was, how could this happen in the same family? That is a question, isn't it? Did you find the answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. I don't want to spoil the no, surprise. No, 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 that's quite okay. It really is. It was, it was an amazing journey. I know that's an overused word, but it really yeah. was. I um, it and was. I have just the best respect for the the um, Artemis Media who made makes the program because it's respectful and the research is amazing. Look, it certainly is, and it, it sort of doesn't happen in a, in a short time. I mean, they you contacted them, did you, originally, to say, look, I've got this story now, what do you think about it? Is that how it happened? That's normally how it happens, but in my case, no. I was actually in another TV show called Sacred Spaces with Geraldine Doog on the ABC over in Sydney, yeah. um, and I mentioned this at the end of the show, and people from Artemis rang me up and said, would you like to find out? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I was going to be in for cameras because I have done yeah. a lot of that work already. But it really, and I talked to my siblings and other relatives and yeah. we all agreed they wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a production like this does take time and you did uh, go on the journey. And like I say, I, I like you, I don't like saying that word, but you travelled an awful lot uh, to leave your work and family for the time. How long was? How long were you overseas and where did you visit? We went overseas for two and a half weeks and it was probably the most hectic two and a half weeks of my life. Yeah, I bet. So first to um, Amsterdam in the Netherlands and to various places like where my grandparents lived. That was very moving because I only met them once when I was a child. Um, and then various archives. And uh, then we flew to Berlin. And from Berlin, that was a central place to go to um, cemeteries, archives, Red Cross headquarters. Goodness. I, it was incredible. It was incredible. And everywhere they'd found records. And yeah. for someone who grew up with nothing or just fragments, 
it was incredible to see what they'd found. Well, the production team travelling with you, obviously, they were researching as you went travelling with them. Would that have been correct? No, no, they do the research first. Prior, very, okay, where to go? Organised, yeah, and they also have an incredible network of um, really well-known experts who are, you know, very, very knowledgeable about World War Two, which, as you'll know, and as your listeners know, is an incredibly complex story. Like it's, it is a world war. There are so many theatres. There are so many battles. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. You only have to yeah, travel through cool. Europe to see the remains of where buildings were shot and the, the bullet yeah. holes were still in the side of the buildings and that sort of thing, even though it was so long ago. It's had, still had, very present. Yes, isn't Europe. it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it it's was Budapest. It's think all it, around. I think Budapest. It, Budapest, exactly. that's it. Yeah, I saw all yep. the bullet holes, yeah. Yep. Also in M- Munich. Yeah. Very frightening, yes, and you sort incredible. of you sort of try and put yourself in that position back then, living in a war zone like we're seeing today around the world. Mm. And as a child, did you come out to Australia quite young? Oh no, I was born here. I, I, oh I right. <laughs> My parents actually migrated separately and were introduced to one another by mutual friends. Oh, we how about that? Of, otherwise, we wouldn't have. Migrants. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Grace. We wouldn't have Grace, would we? <laughs> yeah. Well, my father just wanted to go as, as far away from Holland as possible. Well, it was terrible. We had a terrible time. So. Tell it, can you tell us a little bit about the time that your father experienced? Well, again, I have to... I don't want to um, tell any secrets. No, 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 that's <laughs> okay. he was interned... I knew he'd been interned once at Amersfoort, but I learned more about internment and arrests and... How the how the SS did that, and how they tricked people, and Goodness. they were desperate for labour, and they just scooped up all the men they could find, took them all, and dumped them in these awful places. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that my father survived because here I am. So That's true. It's how the story is how he did that, and then then it turns to his brother Jan to see how on earth. Yeah. He had actually joined the other side. Mm. Well, it's sort of what they tend to start to believe in and get convinced, you know. So, And I don't know mm. that your dad would have ever forgiven him for that, surely. Well, he didn't talk about him. No, that's right. And yeah. only right at the end, because I think your past comes back to be with you when you get old, when you get into your 70s and 80s, mm. and something did emerge, which also thought I suddenly thought, why, who, who was that uncle? Why do we not know about him? And that's where that started. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, my dad came home from the Second World War. I won't dwell on that either, but he certainly wasn't in Europe. But um, he never spoke about anything. He was in the Air Force. And no, when the bomb was dropped right. in Japan, I saw photographs yeah. of men that were hung. And dad was a radio operator on an aircraft. And they never spoke wow. about it. They came home with a lot of anger in them. Yep, and pain and pain, trauma and nightmares. I know. I don't think among my circle of friends there would be anyone who wasn't affected by World War II in some ways, either migrant families or trauma inherited or Mm. um, people such as your father. My my father-in-law was in that situation as well. So it was an ongoing impact on the families and the children growing up, my generation. Yeah. Did Jan survive, do you know? You're not going to give anything away, I know, but did he survive the war? No, he didn't. And I'm not giving anything away because that's part of the original. We knew that. (laughs) So I had a secret thought that maybe 
couldn't face going back to Holland because they were all arrested and tried, 250,000 of them. Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe he'd escape. But now I know the story, which we will explore in the show. I, I cannot imagine that he could have survived yeah. at all. And it's just awful to think of his situation. Absolutely. And Grace, what's happening around the world, of course, in, in Ukraine and, of course, in the Gaza at the moment? Now in Gaza. You know, all those families are going to be affected Again, this generation, that generation is going to be affected again, aren't they? They are, which is incredibly depressing yeah. and, and just mind-blowingly awful because this, knowing what happened in World War Two and World War One, you know, mm. the war to end all wars. Yeah, it's like um, I've said a hundred times, we never, we never learn. Human beings just never learn. Oh, it's just, and it's such a waste of yes, life, is. money. Imagine spending the time and effort on... Yeah building peace and and you know prosperity for humankind and happiness well how do, how do you how do, how do you rebuild these cities how do you create employment again mm. how do you have business and mm. your economy growing and children not going to school and it's yes, oh. it is horrible as an historian just and your story will be seen this thursday evening on sbs at seven thirty. we all watch it. it it's not a macabre following that we have it's just an interesting following to think that so many families do have a secret it's not always disastrous but it's it's always a very interesting one, isn't it? It certainly is. And it, it is really interesting that families can be a way of exploring history in a really deep way. Yeah. You know, some of the other family history shows are a little bit, they're fun, but they're a bit, bit shallow. But they just focus on the history and who's in the family tree. But if you do family history properly and contextualise it and do this fabulous research that they do, hmm. Then you can open up the whole world. You can really get a sense of what it was like to be there. And I think it's yeah. a great approach. You know, I think it's great. We're very proud of um, a West Australian production company, Artemis, that have put this, this together. This is another series. That, you know, they've been doing ser a presenting series for a few years on and off, but it takes time to put it all together. Yes, that's correct. And yeah. it's because they take the care with it and respectful, you yeah. know. And I already knew that because I'm a fan. I was a fan already. Yes, you have <laughs> to be. that they would be proper research. Yeah. Um, in-depth coverage and very respectful. They don't exploit people. Not at all. No, no, it's no tabloid information involved in that at all. As a leading Australian historian, I hope you don't mind us, Grace, what, what actually do you, are you working on, you know, currently or in the past or the future? <laughs> well, my special area is uh, early colonial Australia. So the um, first, uh, first fleet and uh, what we now call the invasion or what Aboriginal people see it that way. Yeah. Um, and I'm an ethnographic historian, so I try to understand the society that was built there from the ground up. And, of course, a part of that story is the Aboriginal uh, response and the intertwining of the two groups of people and, and just what happened in that first 50 to 60 yeah. years. Um, yeah, and at the moment I'm working on Aboriginal uh place and a project with Aboriginal people in Western Sydney and it's just been the best. Mm. History is violent, isn't it, <laughs> since, since yeah, time well, began? <laughs> I couldn't help comparing yeah. what happened in the Netherlands to what happened here and, you know, the various resistance wars that happened here. Yeah. Repeats itself, that's doesn't what it? Germany, well, that's what Germany was doing to all the countries that it invaded. It was colonising them. Yeah. So it's the same techniques and ta same terror tactics so it's pretty sobering to think of that yeah very true just finally too what has your family said to you since you've done all this research and i suppose they've had a sneak preview have they of the program 
No, they haven't. Oh, they haven't yet. Oh, right. They're, um, they're waiting with bated breath. <laughs> they're very excited. Yeah, so, very uh, interesting. I have actually told them the outlines of what I learnt because that's their story too. Yeah. Um, and that's been, I think it's brought us closer together actually and it helped. It certainly helps us understand our father. I mean, he was a wonderful dad, but he he couldn't talk about all of this. And I keep thinking, perhaps I should have tried harder. But my sister and I, my sisters and I, and my brother think that that it just wasn't possible. He just no. couldn't. No, you and don't he was a man who wanted to build the future. He wanted to go forward. Yeah. He wanted to leave all that awful stuff behind and the betrayal. You know? Yeah, they don't want to relive the past, do they, when they have such traumatic times in their lives? Yeah. Yeah. I just wish he could have been recognised for what he did in the resistance. But you're doing it now. <laughs> but he's not here anymore, No, but still, the right people get to hear about that and admire him for what he did. He was amazing. Grace, thank you yeah. so much. What a great story. And we look forward to Thursday evening. Thank you. Jenny, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Grace Carskin's there. She's a... A historian herself, like she just mentioned, so Thursday night, SBS 7.30.